Hi, everybody. Speaking to you from Rotorua, or Stuart Barnes tells me, Rota Vegas. What, why is that, Bansy? Um, it's a glamorous place, and everyone from New Zealand wants to come here, just as all Americans like to go to Vegas and uh, live the dream. There's parts of Rotorua I obviously haven't seen yet, then. It's a smelly old town, but I, I quite like it. Welcome to The Ruck, Times Sunday Times bi-weekly podcast. The tour is getting to boiling point. Uh, joined today by, uh, we've actually got a squad of four. I'm joined today by Stuart Barnes. If only you could see him, because he's just been to the Polynesian Spa and he's still encased in volcanic mud. It's an absolutely amazing sight. Uh, Owen Slot, the rugby correspondent of The Times, and Peter O'Reilly, a recent arrival, the Arivist journalist. Welcome, Pete. Did you have a good journey? I did. Thank you very much, Steve. I, I got hold of some Viper tablets, those caffeine tablets that the Welsh rugby players like to pedal around the place. So I'm, I'm feeling OK, thanks. Yeah, feeling... You look absolutely fantastic, honestly. Um, Slotty, what, what's, uh, what's your day been today and what's your highlight of the week? I bought uh, two new pairs of pants in uh, Christchurch Airport yesterday. That was good. Yeah, um, good yeah that's, uh, that was exciting. Uh, I stopped. I, I stopped and admired the bra hang-up on the um, on the seafront in uh, Dunedin, St Clair uh, uh, yesterday. Um, I wasn't quite sure if that was in tribute to the the British media and the sadness that they were leaving. And we've got new uh, batteries for the podcast, which is pretty exciting. I mean, that's a major moment for the in the history of this podcast. You're only jealous because I'm a techie and you're not. Team to play the Maoris, a huge game, and frighteningly, only the last Saturday game before the Test match. If you hadn't heard it, it's Lee Halfpenny, Anthony Watson, Jonathan Davis, Ben Teo, George North, uh, Johnny Sexton, fly half, Connor Murray, Michael Vunipola, Jamie George. How do you spell Mr. Furlong's? Uh, how do you pronounce Mr. Furlong? Tig. Just take the er off the end of Tiger. Okay. Tig Furlong, um, he's from Ireland, you know. Uh, Maru Itoji, um, George Cruz, Peter O'Mahony, who's the captain, Sean O'Brien and Toby Falatau. Stuart, um, suddenly we're talking test team or likely test team. This has happened incredibly quickly. In fact, I get the impression that they still haven't completely pulled the evidence on every player. Well, the good thing about having 41 blokes is that you can mix and match and you keep your players fresh. The bad news is that an awful lot of players just haven't had enough games, I don't think. I, I was interviewing um, Connor Murray earlier in the day and I just said, Connor, apart from that one game against the Crusaders, have you sat on the bench? And he hadn't. So we're getting to the fifth game of the tour and Connor Murray is making his second start and he hasn't had any more involvement. Now, he's on the plus side because he played really well, so... You know, he looks like he's in the test team. But you look at people like Daly, who's done nothing wrong, but he just hasn't had enough game time, and it's so difficult. And so how do you evaluate on form? The bottom line in the end is, on these tours, you don't. You talk about form, you pick the team, by and large, that you had in your mind when you left England. Uh, just before I go on to Peter, Owen, um, um, pod podcasting is um, uh, a three-man uh, starting team. It's an art. It's, it's an art, but, it's, but, but we've got Peter in, and is, has it become now a podcast and become a, a four-man four team with the replacement as important as the starters? Well, it, it, it is like a Lions tour, isn't it? You get one chance. You either grab it or you don't, and you could become a, a midweeker or, or a Sunday writer, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, but, um, but Peter, how do you feel about your debut? I'm pretty happy so far. You know, I didn't expect to get on so early. But, but you know, it's the, the nature of the Lions tour is that you take your opportunity when it comes along. 
Um, now we are four, as they almost said in The Magnificent Seven. How does it look to you um, on the television? Has it seemed a bit of a rush? Are they justified in thinking they've got enough evidence or are they still in some positions desperately looking for something to happen against the Maori? I still think they, they're looking for evidence in position in certain positions. If you just look at from the from the top down, if you take it from 15 down, I'm not convinced they know uh, what the their selection is going to be at 15. Um, the impression I had from, from Tuesday, although I didn't uh, actually see the game live, was that Jared Payne didn't quite do enough to nail it. Um, I don't know... Nowhere near. Yeah, um... And Lee Halfpenny has an opportunity, I think, to get on the test team, which none of us really saw happening at the start of the tour. I certainly didn't, anyhow. But then you have um, some guys who were just fortunate, and Warren Gatlin talked about it today at the press conference, about if you're lucky enough to be to find yourself in a combination that works, as it did in the, the back row, for example, in the Crusaders game, you can very quickly find yourself in a test team, which is, could very well happen now for uh, Omani and O'Brien, for example. OK, um, Owen, uh, we're talking about people who had the chance to prove themselves and those who didn't. Now, Anthony Watson last week is notably a, a kind of erratic player, but last week he suddenly started steaming through, making making long runs against a really good team. The only trouble is that when he got near the touch line, the, the, the try line, he seemed to go back and revert to being erratic. Now, is he a guy, if he'd had two more games, could have been the test fullback? Yeah, he's a player who, who needs time to uh, feel confident and establish himself. This goes all the way back to his England debut. Stuart Lancaster brought him and Jack Nowell out of the under-20s together. Uh, he had a look at them both. He thought Jack Nowell, he's a confident personality. I'm happy with him. He looked at Anthony uh, Watson and said, no, he needs more time. And I think I think we've seen the same here. I think he's 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 stepped up a level in, into this international environment and, and he's finding his feet. It wasn't the player uh, at his best who decided to pass when he could have stepped his rail dag. We, um, we spoke to him today and we said... What, what happened there and he says, he says I don't know immediately I knew I should have I should have gone with it and backed myself so yes you're right he needs more time and he's got a chance to prove it I was going to say but it's a classic thing I've been in international squads when youngsters come in who are brilliant and the old lags say yeah he's not got much confidence we don't need him in the team keep him out Jack Noel doesn't have a quarter of Anthony Watson's class and he got into the England squad because he was a bustler and a busy sort of player and that was the Lancaster regime Watson's always had the class and frankly you know it's up to coaches it's up to Rob Howley and Warren Gatland to get him right and to do that and I see no reason why Gatland uh, why why Watson cannot be a contender time is against him but the Lions do not win this series without taking risks it's true that on a one-on-one he blew it but Lee Halfpenny ain't going to get in that one-on-one situation New Zealand could kick the ball away with gay aplomb because there's no pressure Watson if he gets it right is going to hurt them just as someone like Ben Smith will hurt the Lions if we kick badly Peter um, can I ask you about Peter O'Mahony made, made, made captain I think one or two things are going to happen on this tour either he would just prove to be uh, a monster banger or actually would step up and become a true lion now as a as a Leinster man and Dublin man yourself for, from the middle classes um, could you comment on uh, on the, uh, a Munster working class guy like O'Malley no seriously um, played, he played magnificently last week and uh, captain this week looks like this guy's on the rise to fulfil himself well my bourgeois take on this, Steve, um, is that, well, it's interesting, just we were talking to O'Mahony earlier on and somebody put it to him that it was quite a fairy tale that he was uh, 
involved in, given that, you know, he didn't play a test between, say, October 15 and November 2016. He's on the bench going into the England game at the end of the Six Nations. Suddenly, he slip, pulls a hammer. He gets in, man of the match, and here he is. And the interesting thing was that the hard-nosed Munsterman that he is didn't like the word fairy tale. I think because he thought it had certain old-fashioned connotations. He said it was a product of work. But I think it's also a product of good luck because he's had a lot of bad luck with injuries. And then suddenly you come on tour and you find guys like, well, first of all, Billy Villanueva didn't make it. So that kind of took Toby Fowler out of the number six equation. Then Ross Moriarty gets injured. He's out of the equation for the moment. Um, and then Marlo Toje apparently isn't being seen as a number six. So uh, O'Mahony f- uh, sees his opportunity, takes it. And we do think that we do need a, a line-out option at six. And he is definitely something that, that uh, that's something that has uh, impressed Scotland, judging by what he said today. A fair comment for a man with a huge house. We, 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 we all get terribly panicky in, in, in on Lions tours. It's happened on everyone when the captain is in danger of losing his place. It's almost like the Buckingham Palace has fallen over or, or the Seven Bridges collapse or something like that. Now, um, if there are players playing well and if the captain is not playing very well, well, he's got to be changed. What's your view on uh, Sam Warburton? Sean O'Brien surely is one great game away from playing in the Test match. I don't think Warburton should play in the Test match. I think he'll get 15, 20 minutes and that won't be enough for me to prove his his uh, rightfulness to play in that position unless O'Brien has a, a bad day. Uh, I think, I th- as you say, I think we, we, we make a lot of this. The management have actually done this pretty well. Uh, they, they, they've talked their way to this position from the start saying that it might happen this way. Sam Warburton addressed it during the week and said, I might not play in the first Test, I might not be ready. And um, uh, and Gatlin actually said today that one of the reasons he selected Warburton as the test, sorry, as the tour captain, is because he saw in him the sort of personality that could handle the the, the issue if he wasn't actually in the test team. So some some tour captains wouldn't be able to do that, but but Warburton has the has the personality to cope with it. I think that's slightly a rewriting of history from Warren. He really wanted Sam to be his number seven. He's always stuck by him. But I think, as you say there, Slotty, the management have handled this really well. It's been a slow drip effect, sort of letting us know this is gonna, not going to be some sort of sensational shock that the Lions captain might not be there. And frankly, you know, four years ago, if Sean O'Brien had played in the second test in Melbourne when Sam Warburton was man of the match, the Lions would have been home and hosed after two tests. To beat the All Blacks, you have to get the front foot. You don't have to be making tackles and winning turnovers because if you make tackles and win turnovers, it's just a matter of when you crack. And uh, as, as Owen and I said on the, the on the last uh, episode of The Ruck, Sam needs to be in his head absolutely 100%. I think if he's he's got this thing that if he hasn't done it exactly how he sees it, uh, he just doesn't doesn't feel like it. Not doesn't feel like it, but doesn't feel right. So, uh, Peter, um, Sean O'Brien's had a career... Uh, vastly popular player, but had a career um, hit by injury. Uh, is this is is this his time? Is this his week? Is this his series? Certainly, the the faith in O'Brien within the Ireland camp is is enormous. Um, there are certain perceptions about him, things that he supposedly can't do, which I think are unkind to him. I think, for example, the idea that he can't poach or steal ball as as well as Warburton is is kind of unfair. He might not get the number of steals. 
that other other flankers get, but he does slow a lot of ball down and he is immovable over the ball. He also has enough gas to play at seven, as we saw him chasing back there the other day uh, against the Crusaders. And he carries, he hurts teams. Um, I know that he's he's rated down here and then the Kiwis don't don't really... Uh, think that positively of that many Northern Hemisphere players but uh, I know from that the Joe Schmidt sees him as somebody who's respected in New Zealand and he's also he's on his second tour so he's another I think that Gatlin is going to try and get as many Lions heavyweights as he can on the pitch next year next week I should say and O'Brien has that in his locker It's interesting you mentioned uh, the lack of uh, respect for uh, Lions players but Angus McLaughness of the uh, the New Zealand media this week apparently doesn't rate any of the Lions players at all Vanti you're a man who slowed down a lot of ball especially when you were carrying it um, what um, that, that I did you know I don't mean that okay Ben Teo, uh, we don't know enough about him, but it looks like he is going to play. Um, Robbie Henshaw was going to be the king of the tour, but really struggled badly twice. Are we going to chuck in a guy that we don't know much about? We don't even know. We certainly don't know, think he's British or Irish. But um, is it a gamble? I'm very worried about it. I mean, the first game you can write off because it was against a bunch of semi-professionals. Next game up, he played pretty well, but hey... You know, he's the flavour of the month. So when he throws the most ridiculous two-on-one pass for a try, nobody says anything. It's like, oh, that's all right, it didn't happen. I haven't seen him pass a ball. He can offload, but you can't pick narrow angles. Jonathan Davis can't come in on the line every single time. And it's a huge gamble. He's, what is he? He's a bloke who's come off the bench for England and done really well as an impact player. He's a bloke who hasn't done that much for Worcester. Then you're saying, right, go out and sort out Sonny Bill Williams. And for that reason, I still have this feeling if Sexton had a big game, that Sexton-Farrell thing could happen. I think he's played well. I think he's done well. But suddenly, as is always the case, within our media, we've got to find someone to hang all our hopes upon. It's Ben Teo, and he just doesn't have the CV to do that. He might be a genius, but I haven't seen it. This is what I was was talking about earlier on, about Lions heavyweights, guys who've who've won big test matches. If you look, you looked, I looked up on Scrum earlier on to see about Ben Teo's uh, test experience. Eight tests, one start. To go in against the All Blacks? The start was against Italy, wasn't it? Of course, there is the great precedent of bringing in rugby league players like Sam Burgess, who was a massive success. So maybe maybe Tia will go, go along those lines. Owen, um, we've heard a lot this week about uh, hackers, the Maori mana, uh, how, pr- how proud they are to play for their families. And all. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, actually, the Lions have an aura. They have a red jersey. They have an aura. They have a history. And actually, the, the indigenous populations of, British, of, of Brits and Irish are the Brits and Irish. So um, why should they be more passionate than, than the Lions? And are you looking for the Lions to come out with a bit more passion, a bit more zip, and a bit more power than they did against uh, the Highlanders in Dunedin, where I think we all found them bitterly disappointing? Yeah, in, 
in Dunedin, we did not, we didn't see a team that re- that reflected uh, everything that you just mentioned. Uh, there hasn't been a line who who hasn't mentioned so far what an honour it is and how you want to do uh, pass the shirt on to the next man in a better place. And and I don't think in, in, on Tuesday that that, me, that many players did that. On Tuesday, we saw too many players go backwards. Well, the, the the thing that shocked me about Tuesday was. There are a few opportunities. That's the cliche, but it's true. There are a few opportunities on the Lions tour uh, to stake your claim, and so few of them did. What the, you have your chance, and too many of them blew it. And and I, I couldn't quite work out why why it was uh, it was so common across the board. So excuse me, sir. I just I wouldn't go for that ten twelve combination that you said. Actually, would that I never would have done, and I won't now. But um, you're talking about people didn't prove themselves. I mean, I think that. Uh, the savagery of the itinerary has, has really knackered a lot of people. Um, that that game where they played for after three days preparation, they had to play a game against a testing side. I think that's just a lot of people's Lions tours ended there and then. It was it should was well, it should never happen again. It should never happen in the first place. And I still feel that there's a great rush here, and that however calm Warren and Andy Farrell and these guys look and Sam and etc., there's a massive rush going on, and it's like the duck paddling like mad. Below below the surface. Anyway, um, Stuart... um there are exceptions to that. There are exceptions to that, though, aren't there? I mean, so uh, for me, one of the highlights of Tuesday's game was Ian Henderson, who 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 was terrible in that first game. I mean, he was appalling. I mean, you've seen him, Peter, so often, and he was just unrecognisable. And then he comes out against the Highlanders, and he, and for me, he was the man of the match. I thought it was wonderful, and he and he 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 did everything that we've been talking about. He grabbed his opportunity, he honoured the shirt, and and he's been rewarded by being picked on the bench on Saturday. Always like a bit of um, controversy. But I thought he was terrible. I thought he was he was uh, carrying poundage, and I thought he was soft, as as did others. But there we go. Come on, Stuart Come Ian on, Henderson. Peter. Well, well I thought stop talking rubbish like Slotty. But go on. I thought Henderson did better, but I just want to pick up on something we were talking about just now about. It's, as long as it's controversial. Yeah, listen, the Lions. The Lions were something that mattered a great deal. There are players for whom it does. There are others for whom it's a lot of money, and it's a brand. You said the Maori. The Maori, why do they have all this history and the Lions, the Lions, they have their own. Why can't we match it? I was at a Maori press conference today. It was by a thermal village at Stank of Sulphur and everybody there, they meant it. You know, sometimes you look in someone's eye and it means it. You know, the Maoris, they've had a, a, an interest in checkered history. They've been given a right old walloping in the past um, by uh, white people and they care. They really care. And for them... The Maori is still something, it's in the blood. It is not a, a brand. The Lions was once in the blood. It is now. Whatever we think about it, it's a brand. It might be a great brand and one we all love, but the Lions is a brand. The Maori is not, and you will see that Saturday. Did the Lion, did the Maori have no Land Rovers there? A fleet of 14. The day after Donald Trump said, we don't have a problem with global warming, I thought it was a bit unsens- a bit lacking in sensitivity. Did, did they have standard life representation or, or Qantas? No, but they did have AIG on their shirts. And as Liam Messam said, as as Liam Messam said, we have the silver firm. He didn't say we'd have the AIG all over our belly. But, you know, they're the sort of junior partners to the All Blacks. And I give the Maori a little bit of credence here. And I found out today, doing a family tree, that I am, in fact, one-eighth Maori. (laughs) From the Tilbury tribe, I interviewed um, Milner Scudder and Damien McKenzie, both of whom are my height, I am purely Maori. 
Right, Barnsley's gone to the Maoris now. There was a time when he was known as Die Barnes, the Welshman, uh, ca- the captain of Welsh secondary schools. He then he Judas off to England. Now Bristol. He, Bristol. Now he's come to. Now he. Now he's a Maori. So, Barnsley, do us a favour. Don't don't do a hacker. Whatever you do, uh, P- P- Peter, a must win on Saturday, I should say, or is it important that some people come through? Performance probably more important than win, but win still highly important. Given uh, no, given 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 what uh, happened. I think 12 years ago here, um, I think the, 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 what the, uh, the value of beating the Crusaders, the actual victory as well as the performance, did lift the tour and lift everybody associated with the tour. A week out from a test match, a result can be very powerful in terms of the, uh, the effect it can have on morale also. But we're looking, about, um, we're looking at how they play primarily and if they get a win, I think it would be very helpful. Steve? I've toured New Zealand when the the All Blacks are not the force they were now. And a lot of players thought you can't win in New Zealand. This team have won two World Cups. They've lost two games at home in, in 100 years. If the Lions lose on Saturday, deep down, hardly one of them will think they can win the series. They have to win this. If they lose this game, they've lost three out of the four meaningful matches. There is no possible way they could beat the All Blacks unless they win. Come hell or high water, it doesn't matter how. And I'm a great one, as Steve knows, for performance over results. This is only about result. I think I agree there. So that's 2-1, uh, O'Reilly. I voted there. Um, Owen, uh, it's very important to remember... Uh, sorry, you come to your vote in a minute, but first of all, I'll ask you a much more important question. There, very important to remember. There are other other games coming on this week. There's Samoa versus New Zealand, also Wales against Tonga. Uh, Owen Tonga, an emerging force. I just wondered uh, if you'd spotted uh, the great young Tongans coming through that we can look for on Saturday, on Friday evening. This is normally the question that we pass on to our newcomer, isn't it? What about asking Pete about the newcomers in the Samoa team playing the All Blacks tomorrow night? Yeah, there's some really powerful, uh, heavy-hitting tacklers in that Samoan team. You particularly need to look out for numbers 8, 10 and 12. Back to you, Steve. OK, I think that's, I think that's covered it. Um, you have to forgive us, uh, listeners, because we're a little bit devoted to, um, to, the, to the Lions. But uh, one man who's not, and he, as he said, he went to the Maori press conference today. So if you're listening back at home, please sign his expenses. Stuart, the Maoris, you rate their backs, not so much their forwards? They've got an absolutely incredible back line. The Lions haven't come up against anything like that this tour, but they don't have... A brilliant pack. The back three are fantastic. If Connor Murray and Johnny Sexton kick badly to, uh, to to James Lowe, to Milner Scudder, and who's the other bugger? Oh, it's Rico Ayani, the the, the 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 one who the one who destroyed Jack Knowles' tour. Yeah, they kicked to those boys. There is problem. And then they've got Mackenzie at fly half, Care Barlow, third choice All Black scrum half. It is an amazing backline, but there is hope because the pack don't look great. But there again. Nor did the Highlanders pack. OK, um, now the other good news is that uh, it's not super rugby tomorrow, but we've got Jacko Paper, sorry, Saturday, Jacko Paper, who does actually apply a few of the laws. Uh, Angus Gardner has given us pure super rugby. Uh, he gave uh, the Highlanders a try, which uh, a very, very famous referee from home told me that should never have been awarded. And the difference in the rules between Angus Gardner and the rest is unbelievable, especially when Angus tries to referee it from the touchline, as, as he has when he didn't have the whistle. Jacko Paper, is he one of ours or is he one of theirs, Peter? Jacko Paper, uh, not the most popular referee in Ireland, uh, as I recall, but uh, I think 
he'd probably be uh, seen as being slightly more structured. And when it, obviously he's done a fair bit of super refereeing, but he he would be seen as being a little bit more structured. I think. And could you name the popular referees in Ireland? The popular referee, well, John West, Owen Doyle, George those guys. George Clancy as well. Yeah, I'm not going to get myself in trouble here. On to you, Owen. Uh, we're going to have a prediction now. Uh, between, uh, gonna, we're going to go around the table. I think the Lions must win, and I think that the imperatives are such that they will win. I think they've got to... None of this trying to play the Murrays at their own game. I think they've got to stuff them up front. I think Furlong uh, is vitally important. I think uh, the bench is important. And I think they will win by 12 points. Uh, we're now going back to Peter. Uh, I think, yeah, the Lions to win by uh, another 1970s scoreline, like the uh, like the Crusaders game. Uh, I suppose I haven't even actually looked at a at a at a, a weather forecast for tomorrow or for for Saturday. Okay. Is it okay? Oh, well, that's not, probably not so good. Uh, depending on the kicking performance of the the Lions, then we're looking at a Lions victory by about eight points. Okay, we've got the weather forecast there from Bert Ford Barnes, but Owen, uh, prediction, Maori's Lions. Uh, I think the thing we have to remember here is the Maori, unlike all the super teams, uh, have only come to, been together for about a week, so they haven't spent um, 27 months perming their uh, their combinations and their hair. So uh, on account of that, the Lions, have, uh, this is a rare occasion where the Lions have had more te- time together than the team they're playing, so that'll be significant. Uh, I think the, the Maori have got quite a good back row as well, but I think the Lions should definitely win. I'd put it by um, 12 to 15 the Lions work on their structure in order to have more structure. The Maoris work on structure to create space for the flair. As an eighth Maori, I've got a feeling there's going to be a massive shock again. And even though the Lions... Steve's right, by the way. The Lions' only way of winning is by keeping it tight and drilling them with kicks. I don't think they can kick accurately all day. And I think the Maori will fight back and they're going to win this in an epic game. Thank you, the man who doesn't need a three or a five-year qualification period to change to change nations. First of all, uh, I should say hi to all the people that I've met in New Zealand who are listening to the the ruck. There's an incredible number of people who are down here following the whole tour, more than I ever than I've ever seen before. Thanks for everybody uh, who's who've uh, uh, tweeted and and texted me uh, and the rest of us about the ruck. Also, I understand that uh, Jimmy McCavity, the uh, Kiwi journalist is also uh, listening as well. Uh, Peter, you've not been here long to give us a highlight of your tour, but uh, what would be the highlight of your um, several minutes in New Zealand? Um, well, my experience at the ATM this morning uh, when I asked a local for the best breakfast house in the vicinity and he asked me, are you with the English rugby team, which says something about the uh, Kiwis' general awareness of the Lions. Or the power of England. Or the power of England and the England brand. Uh, so that rates very highly, obviously. Uh, but I'm hoping for some slightly more enjoyable moments in the weeks ahead, especially with you guys. You've got to remember that New Zealand voted by a substantial margin to keep the Union flag on their flag. So they love the old country, really, unlike bands who's, who's now become a Maori. But uh, Stuart, uh, what's your favourite venue and what's the best time you've had on this tour that you can tell us about? <laughs> um I thought Dunedin was spectacular. Forget about... We keep talking about what's the implications for Test Match. We forget sometimes. We go to see games of rugby. And I just felt lucky to call the game for British television. I thought it was a sensational atmosphere, a wonderful game. And a lot of blokes who had no right to beat Lions were doing that. So that was a highlight for me. Um, On the other side, I know I'm going to get ripped out of me. Um, 
but seeing the Maori press conference today was a very moving experience. I, I, I'm a no, 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 no. I, I believe. Listen, I'm Basque. No, you're not. You're so, not married. You just no, no, so. no. I, I've been Basque. I've been all sorts of. I've used Welsh for a while, little while. You know, I take the tribal minorities, and yeah, I'm, I'm with Maori. I'm with Maori. It was, it was very moving. And the great thing about it was, apart from AIG, there was nothing to do with brand. It was really from the soul. Uh, that, that's that's fair enough. Thank you, Walker, Walker Barnes. Owen, your highlight. The um the moment before the Crusaders game when the real Crusaders come in to the stadium. It, it, what I can't work out is if this is Kiwi irony or if they used to think it's just magnificent entertainment. But 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 so for anyone who didn't see it, that they are called the Crusaders and and these knights charging on their horses with their big swords and and it's and it's very dramatic and it's quite hilarious as well. And I'm sitting there wondering if we're supposed to be laughing or applauding. But but nevertheless, it's wonderful. Was there an element of the Holy Grail Monty Python in it? Well, we're we're dangerously close to uh, Warren Gatlin with one arm being cut off, then another arm being cut off. Say, I can still have you. Do you, do you not think that in this uh, day of political correctness, that uh, calling people crusaders in our multicultural world is offensive to some? I was concerned. Well, that's fair enough. But Owen, that's the first day. Uh, that's the first time that irony in New Zealand has ever been used in the same sentence. When you're trying to be ironic with New Zealanders, you have to wear a red flashing light on your head so they realise it. Otherwise, they take you literally. That's about it from our studios in uh, in Rotorua. L- lovely town. We're now going to discuss rugby our, uh, amongst ourselves in a local hostelry where we'll be joined by Miles Harrison. Yeah, we will. It's a shame we couldn't bring him to you tonight, but... Um, He's too busy at home getting his beauty sleep. So from Rotorua, thanks for listening. We'll be back next Monday where we'll be wrapping up the Maori game. And uh, from uh, the Maori himself, Stuart Barnes, uh, from Owen Slot, and from the recently arrived Peter O'Reilly and myself, thanks for listening to The Rut. God bless. (laughs) 